Hello and welcome to Crux Investor. Today we're with Chris Taylor, the CEO of Great Bear Resources. They're a gold mine project out of Canada. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm doing excellent this morning, Matthew. How's it going? Not bad. Uh, why don't you give us an elevator pitch? Two minutes. Okay. Well, the two-minute uh, introduction to Great Bear is uh, Great Bear was one of the top performing mining stocks in the world in 2018. I think we had something like about a 1,300% return for our investors. So I think we uh, entered the year with a couple million dollars of market cap and exited with about a $120 million market cap. Mm -hmm. So that's on the back of a very high grade gold discovery in the Red Lake District of Ontario, Canada. And the gold that we found is high grade, it's shallow, and it's right beside a highway as well. So it's got excellent infrastructure access and these are the kind of ounces that can ultimately, uh, potentially, uh, make a mine in the future. You know, a little bit of our background last year, mm -hmm. we were highly successful, uh, but as we said, it was many years uh, getting yeah. this project lined up and doing the initial discovery work as well. For sure, for sure. For sure. I, I imagine a lot of your shareholders are extremely happy, but where can that go? You know, have you, you're, you've gone from 50 cents to four bucks in, in short order, yeah. off the back of some great holes. Yeah. Um, where's that leave? people wanting to come in now or thinking about coming in now? Well, it's an interesting question. Now, what we've done very differently from most other Canadian mm -hmm. or most other mining companies is we've kept a very tight share structure. Yeah. So we've only got about 38 million shares out. So we look at right now- but Fully diluted? Full, more about high. 48. Yeah, fully okay, diluted. Yeah. yeah, that includes all the warrants and all the options that are in the company. So um, that's um, it's a fraction of what there is in some uh, companies with comparable right, unusual, assets. Sure. Yeah. So what I'd say is that uh, once we get the value of our project reflected in the stock, and it's my opinion, and remember, I'm a biased source of information, right? So, but it's my opinion that um, if the potential of the project were fully re reflected in the share price, there'd be multiples uh, to go from here. So it's a function of that tightness of share structure that we see these high valuations in the stock. You've got plans obviously for this year. Do you want to yeah. tell us a little bit about you know what's coming up, what you're targeting, what do you think that will do for shareholders? The basic philosophy for Great Bear mm -hmm. is to bring us down the valuation path that some of the other discoveries in the Red Lake District have mm -hmm. generated. So mm -hmm. um, some recent examples of real genuine new discoveries. There was the high grade zone at the, right, the main Red Lake mm -hmm. gold mine that was discovered under the stewardship of our biggest shareholder, Rob McEwen. Um, that ended up being a multi-billion dollar asset. It turned Gold Corp from a company about our size mm -hmm. to a $37 billion major mining producer. Mm -hmm. And that was similar grades, similar widths, similar style of mineralization to what we found. The difference is that was two kilometers at depth in the earth. Ours is on surface, right? So that's an example of where I think Great Bear needs to go and what we're aiming to do. There's other examples of pre-resource sales in the mm -hmm. Red Lake District. These mm -hmm. are typically high value uh, acquisitions. For example, about 10 years ago, another large shareholder of ours, Rob Cudney, put the company Gold Eagle together and he sold that to Gold Corp for about a billion and a half dollars before they even had a resource put together. And that was at 800 meters to about two kilometers of depth. So again, we've got superior grades, superior 
widths and it looks like a bigger footprint of a gold system than that, but ours is again going right to surface. So these are some very high value precedents that we have in the Red Lake District and this is the goal for Great mm -hmm. Bear is to materialize that value for our shareholders on a very tight share structure. For instance, just to run a little bit of metrics on that, if we had a fraction of the Gold Eagle uh, valuation, if say we got to a half a billion dollar valuation, that would be over $10 a share Canadian. Okay, so the sum up lift left. Yes. We would hope. You, you, <laughs> that's you, the goal. You would, you would hope. So yeah. you, you, you painted a picture there and you've made some parallels with some pretty big companies and some yes. huge successes. Mm -hmm. Why don't you paint a picture of what's going on underground? You, you, you kind of got a sense of what's going on there. I know you've got a big drill program mm -hmm. lined up for this year, 150 holes, 30,000 meters. So It's double that now. It's double that now, fantastic. Yeah. We when just issued news on Monday that we're expanding to 60,000 meters and bringing Excellent. in another drill rig. So you got the cash for that? Oh yeah, we've got the cash for that. Plus, by the time we finish that, we should have roughly uh, about $10 million left over. Oh, that's excellent, okay. so. Tell us what you're trying to get to there with, with that extra um, you know, drilling. Well, the idea is to try to show the scope of the system. And so far, uh, we've got gold drilled over about two and a half kilometers of strike length, mm -hmm. but only down to about 300 to 400 meters. Mm -hmm. uh, these uh, deposits in Red Lake, they often go to kilometers of depth, right? So mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we have to do is uh, be able to follow the gold zones that we already know about down to mm -hmm. depth and build them out along strike as well. But then we also have to test other targets on the property. There's a very big gold sourcing fault that we've seen on seismic data that the mm -hmm. government has mapped out using that data and that we've drilled into. It's about 20 kilometers long right. in our project. That's why we staked the property the way that we did. And the secondary structures off of that all look like very prospective gold hosts. So there's the area that we know about now, which mm -hmm. needs to be aggressively drilled, right. but there's also other targets that we need to test to show the overall scope of the system. Those, are, those targets have been already identified. It's just a question of understanding them better. Yeah, and putting more holes into them to right. expand them. Yes, right, correct. okay. That's, yeah. that's, so the, the, the plan for this year, where, where does that get you to at the end of this year? What, what, what do you end up with? Uh, at the end of this year, we would have hundreds of drill holes. Uh, yeah. We'll have defined a mineralized volume, um, yeah. and that would be uh, over the Dixie Limb Zone, which was the original discovery, and the Hinge Zone, which is our new discovery. Mm -hmm. And that'll give us an idea uh, going into next year, uh, the overall sort of size of the system. Right. And that'll let us start building uh, an, the initial uh, parts of a resource uh, for the project, right? But not a resource. Uh, so what's the thinking there? What we'd like to do is, uh, with that initial resource publication, mm -hmm. I'd like that to be, um, if the system is as big as what it looks like it could be, mm -hmm. we'd like to have enough drilling done to reflect that. And that just takes time. So we've made okay. the initial discoveries. We've had the first beginnings of value accretion in the company. Um, if we keep hitting gold the way that we've been doing, by the time we get to the end of the year, it should be obvious to the market at large that we're dealing with a major gold system. By the time, um, if that's the case, well, mm -hmm. obviously the drill has to prove that. But mm -hmm. if that's the case, um, we want to be able to show that that's a regionally significant gold system. And one of the characteristics of Red Lake, which is, um, you know, it's, it's the maturity of the camp. So right now you're looking at gold corp mining at two and a half kilometers vertical depth and effectively uh, to some extent running out of high grade gold. Mm -hmm. We've developed a discovery which is very similar to what they're mining right now, right off the side of the road and mm -hmm. it's the same kind of uh, material that they've got. Right. So potentially uh, we've identified a very attractive source of high grade gold. Right? Okay, so this is, would you say this is sort of unconventional? Most people rush to put out a resource because 
that's what typically the market looks for. I need we need to know what they've got, what they've got. You're yeah. saying actually, hold off, guys. Our strategy is going to be different from that. We're going to work out the extent of this thing, and when we put out a resource, it's going to be big. That's give an indication of what's to come. Correct. That's exactly the idea. I think a lot of junior companies fall into a trap where in order to raise the money to do the next round of drilling, they mm -hmm. have to publish a resource mm -hmm. uh, before they should do so necessarily. And if, if you were sitting, like hypothetically, if you've discovered a 5 million ounce gold deposit, but you mm -hmm. need to put out a resource that's maybe 10% of the total size, half mm -hmm. a million ounces, I think that's a recipe for shareholder value erosion and a mm -hmm. pretty bad erosion of value. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can show the potential scope of that system, and the accurate size of it, or a potential for that size um, early on, you're going to make your shareholders a lot more money. Right, and so what's, what's giving you the luxury of, of time? You've got cash, Yeah, that's good. Is that a factor of who's involved with Rob McKeon, obviously, and, and, yeah. and others, and being part of the Discovery Group? If you, was that sort of a moment for you when you decided to come into the Discovery Group that you think has borne fruit, or do you think it was a factor of actually the drill the holes? Do the speaking for me. Well, you know, I had met uh, Rob McEwen through other contexts, you know, mm. a couple of years back, um, you know, and he's a very well-known guy sure. in the industry. So when we made the initial discovery, um, we put out the news uh, one morning. It was mm. a, a Tuesday morning, I believe. Um, we were on the phone with Rob an hour after the news was out. And mm. by the time the phone call was over, there was a $6 million order into Great Bear from Mr. McEwen. Right. And uh, the reason being that the last time that a discovery like this was made, it generated Goldcorp, right, as, a, as an end product, yeah. a multi-billion dollar asset. Yeah. So he said to us, um, you know, I've seen this story play out before and I know where it could go, right? So, and uh, most of that money is his personal money. Now, management, like mm. myself, John Robbins, the mm. other guys, uh, Jim Peterson, the other guys yep. uh, in the board, we put in a million and a half dollars again beside Rob, right? So, um, they want, and are you still continuing to buy? We always. Buy in it. Buy, right. We buy in the placements, we buy in the market. We have to accumulate our position along with other shareholders because yeah. Great Bear, um, it's, it's a mining deal where the founders uh, did not have penny stock, right? So a lot of these companies are put together. By the time the public gets to buy their first share, mm -hmm. the management team has already made 10 times the value. For right? sure. This is the structural. That's the game. In yeah. our case, um, I was involved with Great Bear a long time ago. I was buying stock at a dollar. Um, prior to a one for 25 rollback where we consolidated the structure. So my average cost on the stock was many, many dollars. So yeah. uh, for me to make money on this, I've bought as much as I can at every stage of the way through every private mm. placement, and I'll continue to buy as much as I can in the market whenever I'm able to do so. And uh, that's okay. how we accumulate a position. We have to win along with our shareholders. That's that, okay, that's always attractive. Okay, so we've got a great board. Mm -hmm. Some great advisors, some mm -hmm. great shareholders. Mm -hmm. You've got a world-class asset, mm -hmm. high grades, mm -hmm. and you're trying to build it, build it out to you know give it scale as well. Yeah, is promotion a big part of this? Because I know you've you've got a big retail following in in Canada. You're also trotting around the world. I mean. Are you seeing retail as a means of driving the liquidity and, vo and, and volume of trading? It's quite interesting. Uh, we did almost no promotion in this company uh, until, until very recently. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is more like awareness in our sense because right. um, we believe in the project, we believe mm. in the opportunity, and we think, we think what the market's not used to seeing is real new discoveries. There just aren't that many new ones found. Most There's a lot of white noise out there, but yours does stand out for you know, lots of 
good reasons. So how, yeah. how's that going down with the, well, let's start with the institutional guys. I mean, what's the, what's the feedback? Uh, it's been very positive on these trips. Um, so the, if you plot up our grades and wits and uh, our depths and all these other factors, mm. the po political jurisdiction, um, it stacks up very favorably compared mm. to a lot of other deals. I mean, there are good uh, gold projects that are in unsafe jurisdictions where there's a lot of political and financing risk involved in those. Maybe you can develop a mine and then have it um, expropriated from you by the government or something. Mm. Um, we're in a safe jurisdiction. So it's been received very well, actually, um, to this point. Coming into this from, from you know, Canada, say, yeah. on, on, online entity over, over here, mm -hmm. um, are you hoping to get European capital flowing into your, your TSX listing? Are you going to dual list? Uh, What's it look like? A dual listing in the future. Uh, that's an interesting concept. Uh, we did note that there's a peer in the Red Lake District that is going for uh, a London listing yeah. uh, in the near future. Where's their so assets? Are they in there? That's another Red Lake-based uh, asset. Quite yeah, close by. It, yeah, it's about a 15-20 minute okay. drive. Right. So, um, you know, it's a possibility uh, that we'd go down that route. However, most of the investors that we speak with are able to execute trades on the venture yeah. exchange, right? So, uh, even in the U.S., uh, that's often yeah. tricky in that uh, jurisdiction, but they can do it. So mm. uh, we did initiate an OTC listing in the United States uh, this year. So there is some access to the U.S. market there as well. So it's the sort of thing we're beginning to expand into. But ma mainly this is an awareness building campaign. So people know who we are and uh, what we could be, right? Okay. Awareness is usually code name for we might be doing some fundraising later. Is You, you guys have got cash. That's right. To do right. your increased drill program as all cash left yeah. over, I think. Yeah with some of the names associated with you, the Rob McCoons of this world, yeah. access to capital is not an issue for you. It, it hasn't been an issue. Um, so we've been successful raising mm. money, uh, largely based on the strength of the asset, not mm. based on personal charm or good looks on my part, right? So. Well. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just being honest, right? So, yeah. um, so that it hasn't been an issue. Um, you know, every yeah. junior mining company needs to raise money eventually. So it's good that people are aware of who we are at any stage of the process, even a very early stage like we're at right now. Okay, so let's, let's come back to the, um, the liquidity issue there, because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, retail tends to drive share price up, okay? Institutionals tend to hold yeah. longer, okay? Yeah. And you see instances where there's large you know, um, shareholdings by the board and management and yeah. by institutions. Mm -hmm. Shares don't move yeah, because they're holding it tightly. How do you drive the liquidity that's a good question. I mean, ultimately, um, you know, you have to follow our example. We care about shareholder value. So mm -hmm. if you are a great bear shareholder, we do our best to look after you. So we don't uh, do some of the conventional financing mechanisms like uh, these uh, flow-through fund placements mm -hmm. that you see in Canada as yeah. well. They're highly dilutive yeah. and uh, uh, it generates liquidity, but it doesn't generate price appreciation, yeah. right? So we're very careful. And I hate to have um, sort of a certain level of paranoia almost about uh, wanting to make sure that we bring in good quality shareholders, mm. but that is our mandate. Our mandate is to make our shareholders money. It's not to solve a science project or you know mm. make a discovery for discovery's sake. This is a money-making business for our shareholders, right? So yep. we have to be careful. Uh, we're not dilutive by nature. You can see that reflected in the share structure. Mm -hmm. um, access to capital for a project like us, um, if we continue to generate good gold numbers, and if it looks like it has good economic prospects, um, I could see that uh, capital raising should be achievable at every stage of the process. Okay, so, so interesting. So you're, you're, you're focused on delivering shareholder value. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how you're doing that and not just saying it. We, we hear that a lot yeah. from companies. They don't actually understand how they're going to do it. So what, what's happening yeah. going forward that's going to deliver on that? 
and if effectively for us, um, the project provides some of the answer to that question. Sure. Uh, it's cheap to operate. Uh, almost cheaper than any other jurisdiction in Canada. Well, we're right, right uh, outside of a community and we're right, right beside a road, right. right? So there's no helicopters. Right. I, I give a presentation uh, early on uh, and I got a good laugh on it and it's still one of my favorite presentations that I've given yeah. um, where I showed uh, the, the front piece on the presentation was a slide and it showed a bunch of jihadists with their AK-47s. Okay. It showed a lake. Yeah. It showed a mountain with glaciers mm -hmm. and it showed a helicopter. Yeah. And I said, Great Bear has none of these things. <laughs> right? So okay. what that means is Good. that when we raise money, the money ends up being meters drilled in the okay. ground because it's cheap to do so. In Canadian dollar terms, it's about $60 a meter to drill where we are, which is a fraction yeah. of the cost in other places. Nice. And an all-in cost, which includes our staff time, the assays, everything on the program is yep. about $170 a meter. So we can do a 30,000 meter drill yeah. program extension for about five and a half million dollars, right? That's and that means lots and lots of drilling. So one of the key value drivers for the company is mm -hmm. that we'll produce more gold numbers this year than virtually any other mm -hmm. exploration company anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. so that's one of the one. Yeah. It's one of the principal. What else have you got? Uh, well, other than gold in the ground, um, well, we have uh, probably what I would look at in this area would be M and A opportunities for the Red right. Lake District. Right. right. So uh, Newmont in, uh, right now is in a merger process with Goldcorp. Right. Yeah. Goldcorp is the principal producer in our area, and there's a number of gold resources. There's a mm. number. Uh, there's excess milling capacity in the area, mm. and there's uh, projects that are known to have more high-grade gold in them. Right. So um, you're looking at a situation where uh, somebody may come in in the relatively near future and consolidate. Uh, the ounces and the projects and the milling capacity in the Red Lake yep. District. Yep. Um, it would be the basis of, I think, a pretty attractive company if somebody were to do that. And I think the discovery that Great Bear has made uh, could be, um, you know, quite critical yeah. in that context. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Actually, there's something I just remembered that you you bought out your NSR uh, about eighteen months ago. That's right. So before things started really flying. Exactly. So yeah, you were thinking then, thinking ahead. That usually has connotations around some form of dividend payment if you get taken out at some point. What was the what was what was the actual thinking? I like your thinking. Okay, I mean it's an opportunity for us. Um, for instance, if everything went well, all the stars aligned with Great mm. Bear, and somebody brought us out uh, in the future, we generated a very large amount of gold in the ground, and we got bought out for a very nice amount of money, and all of our shareholders were very happy. Mm. One of the things that the company could do in the event that that happens is spin out uh, a company afterwards that has NSRs within it, right? right. You know, uh, which could be very valuable. Yeah. And uh, there would be an ability in that sense maybe to uh, have NSRs on a number of projects as well, mm. potentially some interests in so other land packages. Exactly, or Perfect. potentially, potentially anyway, right? Yeah. You, you never know. And NSRs can take years to come to fruition, uh, but they are good assets, good financial assets to have. Yeah. So we wanted to have clean 100% ownership of right. our Dixie property right. for exactly that reason. I think if everybody thought about the project the way we do, we, mm. they'd still realize. I mean, it's only eight months since we did the uh, discovery drilling in the uh, yeah. hinge zone. I mean, we have a ways to go and uh, we'd like to add some meat to the project. For, for sure, but it, 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 there's a kind of there's a tipping point, isn't there? You can, yeah. It, sometimes companies are a bit wood for the trees. They get a bit blinded. They <laughs> yeah, think that's right. this is the best thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Then they kind of forget where that you know maximum maximizing return point yeah. is. Yeah. 
you know, for the shareholders, for yourself, etc. So yeah. I guess those conversations will continue to um, turn up at the door for you and you'll continue to assess them. Yeah. But in the meantime, you're quite excited about the uh, geological component here. I, I yeah, I, I don't think we're at the, uh, what do you call it, the apogee of our, uh, you know, we're not yeah. at an ideal point to go yeah. through something like no. that yet. So. No. Yeah, I think I think that's fair to say. The market went through a tricky year last year. Yeah. A lot of people, just a lot of investors, distracted by lots of new shiny objects. That Canada's yeah. blockchain. But that's right. But certainly yeah. Canada and so yeah. lesser degree uh, Europe. Yeah. Um, but the the tap was almost turned off for a lot of mining companies. You weren't affected by that. But so why do you think mining is still a relevant investment class? Uh, ultimately, everything that you see do and consume in your life is generated by products that are taken out of the sure. ground, right? It's one of the things, um, I'm probably a difficult dad, right? When I come down to it, I have a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old, mm -hmm. and all my children are taught in school is about uh, recycling and renewable stuff, mm -hmm. environmentalism, it's uh, very much one-sided. But every time they brush their teeth, I ask them, where did your toothpaste come from? Do you know that was mined? Yeah. out of the ground yeah you know how did the car drive you into school you know yeah uh, what's that made of you know this yeah. sort of thing ultimately there's more people born every year everybody is uh, experiencing in the in the developing world an increasing standard of living um, there's limited supplies of the materials we need to build stuff um, and there's financial instability so something like gold uh, which is uh, ultimately gold is not credit gold is money right at the end of the day mm -hmm. that's one way to look at it right other than just being a shiny object that looks nice on your finger or mm. what have you mm. right so i think there's long-term value in those in those uh, commodities for those reasons yeah. and uh, you know in terms of an immediate buying interest depends on your personal level of uh, risk tolerance and uh, where you believe the immediate economy is going to develop um, everybody's <laughs> got an opinion everybody has a different risk yeah. tolerance but ultimately you need to store your wealth in something yeah right so yeah. um yeah, I mean, we get, we, 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 we get that response a lot in terms of, you know, it's, uh, you know, everything's made from stuff you, you, you dig up. Um, yeah. But at the same time, no one cares. So yeah. how do you attract people into this space, which has got some reputational issues, if they understood that there is a lot of CSR, there's a lot of responsible miners out there and generally actually the larger companies tend to be better than some of the smaller ones yeah some of them yeah yeah so there's a lot of effort put in t into that you know i think there should be more education at an earlier stage or i would encourage people uh, for instance uh, to go talk to the first nations communities that live near our project right. i was just over there a couple of weeks ago so mm. um you know i've been involved in projects that are up in uh, northern canada southern mm. canada all over the place and uh, people put words in other people's mouths a lot of the time uh, some of the uh, support of mining projects, very staunch supporters, are uh, indigenous communities that I've had a chance to work with. So the and not not because of the money. They're not saying oh, they're just because they get get access to capital. It's there's a genuine belief that this has been done in a responsible way, and we're working together to deliver the best outcome. It's it's that's part of the equation, right? right. And the other one is stability, economic right. stability that's not dependent on the government. Right, so mm -hmm. you end up with uh, private industry being able to partner with communities and being able to provide opportunities for those people. So the best thing to do is talk to the communities that are adjacent to these projects and how they're impacted. Mm -hmm. And talk to the communities, for instance, in jurisdictions like Canada, which mm -hmm. are operated with modern environmental regulations where there's worker safety and where there's environmental responsibility. Talk mm -hmm. to them about the impact on their lives and the, the impact, the positive impacts that these projects have on them. So Chris, if I was to ask you for five reasons why investors coming into Great Bear 
should invest, what would yep. those reasons be? Well, one of the top reasons is that we have a very unusually tight share structure. Mm -hmm. So that means uh, future successes in the company are going to be leveraged to generate better returns for our okay. shareholders. Um, I'd say a second reason that we have is our quality of people. Right? right, so uh, we have a very good board uh, and we have a very good exploration team. Uh, they have a track record of having made people a lot of money. So their shareholders have been very successful mm -hmm. and they've had successful discoveries under their belts, right? So uh, that's another one. Um, the other one is that we have a track record of uh, of being able to raise the money we need to do the work that we need to do. So the project and the people have attracted quality investment and mm -hmm. quality shareholders. So if you're a, a GBR, a Great Bear shareholder, your, um, your companions as shareholders are very successful, sophisticated mining investors, very good pool of people. So that's mm -hmm. another reason uh, that you might be interested in us. The other one is the scale and the economic uh, implications of a discovery like ours. And if it's like uh, other discoveries in this district and other premier uh, mining districts in Canada, uh, but particularly in the Red Lake District, um, these projects can generate billions of dollars of value for the investors and operators that have mm -hmm. them. So we have precedents like Gold Corp, uh, for instance, which is um, that made a very similar type of discovery and generated billions of dollars of return. I'm not saying that we're going to generate billions and billions of dollars for people, but I'm saying there's a very good chance that there's going to be uh, good returns for our shareholders. Um, that's what we aim for all the time. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, I'd really just point back that although it's not a perfect indicator, past success can be an indicator for good potential for the future. And in 2017-2018, uh, um, our shareholders collectively made over $100 million, right? So this is the kind of thing, if we're careful, because we're big shareholders and we want to benefit as shareholders as well, um, I think it's a sign that things could go well, you know, going forward as well. So collectively, those are I think a good set of five reasons to have a look at Great Bear. Very good, Chris. Thank you very much for sharing that with the Crux Investor uh, audience. Um, look forward to hearing more about your story in the coming months, and we wish you well for this year. Thanks, Thanks. very much, Matthew. Thank you very much for watching our video. We do aim to give you informed and intelligent information with which to make your investment decisions. So if you liked what you just saw, please give us a thumbs up. And if you want to see more insightful, in-depth, honest, and unbiased interviews, then please click the subscribe button. So thanks again for watching, and we look forward to seeing you again soon.